this is Jody Howe, and here is a bonus episode for the Air That I Breathe podcast. I believe God gave me this platform to help others. And that brings upon a level of responsibility and commitment that I've put on myself, that I'm truthful in my testimony, that I'm empathetic towards how people are struggling in life, that I'm confident through the lens of God that I can offer faith, hope, and love, primarily focusing on healing the anxious mind that overpowers our lives. And with that, this personal oath I made to myself, well, I get sidetracked. I think in a good way because it causes me to think a little deeper. When I'm ready to produce the next day's Air That I Breathe podcast of tried and true tips and scripture and testimonies, sometimes before I get ready to record, I get these mini revelations or light bulb moments, if you will, that tend to shift the direction of my content towards a demographic that has reached out to me. Whether a conversation with a dear friend who is struggling with anxiety, yet trying to understand God, or feedback from a friend that they're feeling led by faith, but just don't know where to start, or how they just feel so lonely in their anxiety and are just trying to find a way out of the mental storms of life. And I wanted to get it out to you that with the struggles we deal with on a daily basis, especially the ones surrounding our minds, well, I get it. You know, I was going through some archives of my journaling a few years back, and I came across this statement or a prayer. I don't even remember the basis of why I was feeling this, but I'm sure it started with something that was overwhelming me. It went like this. Dear Lord, I simply don't want problems. I don't want to deal with anxiety. And I don't want to talk about issues until I'm blue in the face. I can't seem to erase them from my worry book, and it's starting to become too much for me. When my children suffer, whether it be problems with friends or stressful school days, or as much as I try to show support, discernment, love, I just want to crawl up into a ball because I can't fix everything. When I'm in conflict with people I love and care about, and I just can't seem to find that happy medium, I know it's hidden somewhere, but I still feel defenseless. So Father God, please send that beautiful and graceful reminder that the I is where my problems start. Because I know that when I wholeheartedly follow you, the I goes away and the you need always be front and center because only you can bring peace during the storm and only you can erase doubt and fear. Only you, God, will take my anxiety away and only you can turn arguments and conflict into productive conversations. Only you can give me the still heart I'm yearning for. I mean, have you ever wondered, friends, how you can have those days filled with joy, peace, serenity, and then wake up the next day and it's like, bam, it's back to frustration, aggravation, disappointment. I've had more of my share of those days in my life where it's all good feelings and deep appreciation for the Lord can easily fizzle fast only to enter the dark world of doubt and worry. And for some, it's more often than not, the cynicism can drive our hearts more than optimism. But take heart, if you know how to worry 
You already know how to meditate. You just need to switch your attention from your problems to Bible verses. The more you meditate on God's word, the less you will have to worry about. And you know, this may shock you, but our Lord doesn't want us to have those feelings. I am not saying that there is anything wrong with you for having those feelings. However, he knows that our hearts and souls need constant training. No one and nothing is as perfect as he is. And although he has such great hope for us, he recognizes our innate sin and our need to be more like him. Human beings are works in progress, yet mistakenly think they are finished. So from time to time, he has to send us gentle and sometimes not so gentle reminders that his will is the end all. Our wants, our needs, our desires are human and they're natural, but he is the only one who knows exactly what we need at the exact moment and in the exact situation. And in actuality, in the short term, all of this really can be hurtful. But the Lord doesn't want us to hurt. And we have to trust in the long-term peace. So why do we lead with fear and anxiety? Y'all, it's a conundrum, and I get it. You know, sometimes it all comes down to that trust word again. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will set your path straight. So that's it. Trust. That's easy, right? No, it's not easy. And our internal heart strings get tugged at just how the thought of how untrusting we can be. Heck, on how untrusting our marriages and our, our churches and our government and our world can be. Then there is obedience. And that consists of a certain level of following instruction without questioning. Finally, there is faith, a blind trust, and what we can't see. So if we can't see God, how can he really be there? And then the world, free will, broken people, bringing about disappointment, and the ability to always let us down. Try channeling that to a positive outlook. Even for me, I have been yearning for the Lord to show me his will for me in terms of how he expects me to utilize my talents. I do believe this podcast is a part of his will for me, yet I'm still waiting in the shadows of his glory and grace for my purpose, often questioning my place on this earth and his will for my life. You know, sometimes doubting my extreme efforts to work under him Sometimes this makes me sad that I even feel this way to begin with, because like you, I, Jody, the Christian podcaster, should know better, right? So to be real, I do know better, but because we are humans, we unconsciously cause doubt, fear, and worry upon ourselves. We make it harder than it has to be. Because although fear is a liar, sometimes we feel safer in it than we do in trust and in peace. It's like we were bred to think we need to always expect the worst. And if something good happens, then it must be luck. You know, I once dated a guy that used to tell himself that when he would go to a party, he was automatically going to have a bad time. So even if he had an okay time, 
his expectations were low to begin with. So this way he wouldn't be disappointed. What is that about? Okay, come on. We've all done it before. (laughs) But you know, it wasn't until I found Jesus that I found real joy. And even in the storms, I could find a glimpse of joy in a moment of peace through prayer. I would get perspective shifts that it could always be worse. Or even through gratitude that there is always something in your day to be grateful for. Always. And if you're in a rut with your thinking and trusting, here is a talking point that I want to offer you. Let go and let God. I have known this for decades. My mother offered this to me when I was a teenager, when I would just get overwhelmed with anxiety and stress. She used to tell me to say this, and wow, it always works. So say that to center him into your current world of a flack of trust and fear. Let God take the situation and work it out because he is God and you are not. Make no mistake about it. The enemy is so good at instilling fear into our minds when things are not going our way. But here's a thought. How about not letting him succeed at this? God tells us in Ephesians 6, 10 and 11, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. And if we proceed in Jesus's name, Satan has to concede. So here's my talking point. Number two, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave me alone. And you may have to say it time and time again, but he will. He has to. It's commanded through the power of Jesus Christ and his name. But sometimes we need to be reminded that our season, our storms, our struggles are simply God's way of drawing us closer to him, a focus on his son, so we can try to be replicating him as much as humanly possible. But like me, we fall off the bandwagon regularly trying to start our days off with him but end up starting it off with the world's perspective. Breathing in fear like it's supposed to lead our day. Not feeling worthy that amidst the storms of life, we are meant to live abundantly in God's righteousness. Friends, I get it. But God tells us in Matthew 6, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and these things will be given to you. He also shares in Philippians 4.19, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. All your needs are not those of what we think they may be, but what he wills for us. And it is said so beautifully in Matthew 6.9-15, which is called the Lord's Prayer a prayer I learned about even before I became a Christian and a follower of Christ. But I am so amazed at the substance of this particular scripture because it really does pack it all in. God tells us this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. That, my friends, is the abundant gift from God. The hope in his kingdom, the trust in his will always, that he works for the good of mankind here on earth with the promise of eternal life in heaven with his son. The daily bread is the bread of life given to us from Jesus when he died on the cross through his love, which gives us shelter, health, food. And if he forgives us for sinning, we should forgive others. Of course, the devil is going to tempt us daily. I mean, he tempted Jesus. But with this prayer, the Lord's prayer, God will protect us from the evil one. And in his final thoughts of forgiveness, if you expect him to forgive us of our sins, we must forgive others. You know, that really is a jam-packed prayer. If ever there was such a time as this, I believe you and I need it daily in our talks with Christ and our walks with Christ being held by the hand of Jesus through the mental storms of life. I've learned this and I'm continuously learning that sometimes a tried and true mantra is all you need and may be all you have in the moment of a crisis. And here, talking point number three is a general one that I have used in my heart and in my head of seasons that were almost to the point of unbearable. His grace is sufficient. That's actually scripture too, but I use it as a talking point, a reminder that everything he gives us every single day, every breath that we breathe through the lens of Christ is sufficient enough for now. And if you say it, and if you believe it, the beauty and the bountiful love of Christ will prevail. And with that, you will find that peace. Let's pray. Lord, I simply want to expel wisdom even on those days that I'm feeling beat down and old. I recognize that you have given me a beautiful gift of life. And the enemy wants me to feel as though it's been wasted. But I know that in your eyes and in your economy, nothing is wasted as you can work anything out for good. Sometimes I feel like I'm defying my preaching, my heart, myself by not trusting in you. And sometimes that makes me feel disheartened. But Lord, I know that you have the ability to renew my heart and show me your mercy as I sit in fear and doubt. I am weak and I always need your strength. The strength that has brought me along this far. I need you, Lord. I love you and it's in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I hope you enjoyed that. It was just laid on my heart that I needed to sort of 
allow some of my listeners to recognize that I get it and, and to sort of instill some of these talking points that I want you to have so when you're lost in fear and in worry and in doubt, you can let go and let God. And when you're feeling overpowered by the enemy, you tell him to leave in the name of Jesus Christ and he has to leave your thoughts. And overall, remember that God's grace is so sufficient in what he is giving you in your world. And that no matter what, that daily bread and the forgiveness of sins and the protecting us from the enemy and the promise of an eternal life with Jesus in heaven, that Lord's prayer, that's all you need. I love y'all and I'll catch you next time. Bye.